everybody, it's Martin Kinn here. I'm at the Shea Spring meeting in, where is it? Oh, Seattle, yes. Um, and um, I'm walking around the posters today, and one spiked my interest, and it's from a group at Johns Hopkins, and the presenter is Lamia Alam, so nice to see you, Lamia, and thank you very much for agreeing to chat to me. <laughs> thank you, Martin. Thank you for inviting me. Now, the, the thing that I was interested in this poster is because it's actually looking about environmental cleaning in the operating room, and mm -hmm. there aren't too many studies on that. And so this is starting off as a systematic review on the human factors engineering perspective. And when I looked at the authors, your co-colleagues on this, um, a couple of them have been some of my favorite papers like Claire Rock and uh, Hugo Sachs. And Claire had a very nice paper a couple of years ago looking at um, the actual behavioral factors influencing uh, cleaners and environmental service workers. So I, this one spiked my interest. So why did your group start to then look at the operating room? What was the reason for that? And, and then could you take us through what your findings are of the systematic review? Yeah, so because environmental cleaning, as you're saying, like there's not too many studies going on about that. And it's very critical in the OR because patients are likely to be exposed to many multi resistant pathogens or microorganisms. So we started looking at it like what are the existing evidence of quality and effect of environmental cleaning in the OR and what is the research gap. And we used a human factors approach, a model called SEEPS model. So the full abbreviation of SEEPS is a system engineering initiative for patient safety. Okay. So this is a model that has been used in healthcare for many different work systems. But as you're talking about Claire Rock, so her other paper, they use this model for patient room cleaning. And we are adopting this model for OR cleaning stuff. Okay. Could so, you just explain what the model is? Yes, of course. So the, the model has to make five different components. The first and the central component is the people. Mm -hmm. So if we think from the OR perspective, OR cleaning perspective, there are two different types of team involved, basically. The healthcare workers who actually work in the OR and the EVS associates, the okay. environmental cleaning staff. Yeah. And there are other working elements that are very closely related to this. The environment, the internal environment is the OR and there's some external environment as well. The working regulations, the attitude towards cleaning, those stuff. And there are some, uh, I would say, organizational stuff as well. We have to look at those as well, that the communication between the EBC associates and the healthcare workers, the practice of cleaning, those things. And the other element is the task. What is the task? The basic task is the cleaning, okay. yeah. high touch area cleaning, yeah. the effective cleaning, that thing. And the other, how do we do the cleaning? Yeah. The tools and technologies, what tools are being used? What are the supplies looks like? What the checklist, if, if there's a checklist, the EBS associates use those things. So those Five components are the main things of the SEEPS model. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what did you find then when you, you've, you've done your search? Mm -hmm. And we won't need to go into the, mm -hmm. how you did the search and the mm -hmm. search strategy. But what, what are the findings then? Because as, it's not something I've seen a lot of papers published mm -hmm. on, to be honest. Yeah. So we found actually in total 34 papers that worked on the environmental cleaning in the OR. Okay. And we categorized them into three main groups. So the groups are, uh, th the first one is the effectiveness of OR cleaning. So we found 10 papers on that. So eight papers were about the terminal turnover cleaning, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and one paper was about terminal cleaning and one paper was about the cleaning procedure before the procedures, the surgical procedures start in the morning. Yeah. And then we found only, uh, and the other, the Second category is um, compliance with OR cleaning practices. Yeah. But this is where the main research gap that we found. 
we found only one paper that did that. Okay. And the final category is the intervention for improving OR cleaning. Uh, we found like 17 papers on interventions of, for improving OR cleaning practices. And 11 studies were on UV disinfection systems, three studies on disinfectant fogging system, two studies on disinfectant, and one study on other cleaning tools. So the problem here is there are many studies about the interventions, but we could not find any like really significant studies about the implementation of this intervention. Yeah, I mean, yeah. taking you back then to the first category, mm -hmm. you've got quite a few on turnover cleaning, mm -hmm. one on terminal cleaning. I, mm -hmm. I'm taking that, say, after an infected case. Yes. So there's actually only one study on cleaning after an infected case. It's not like that. Terminal yeah. cleaning, the by definition, is the final cleaning at the end of the day. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So there are actually then no studies looking at cleaning after an infected case. No, not any specific one. Okay, that's yeah. quite interesting because it's, people I get mean, very... I mean, there could be some within the turnover cleanings, okay. but that was not our focus, like to okay. see like which was actually for the infected cases and oh, things okay. like that. Okay, and um, going to the third category, before we get on to where the real gaps are, quite a lot of those studies seem to be from UV devices and hydrogen peroxide mm -hmm. devices. So. Are they likely to have only happened because industry wanted to study those yes. study those areas and probably without industry funding those just to mm -hmm. demonstrate their work in those areas, we wouldn't have anything in mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. space either. Yes, of course. Because the you know, the more basic forms of cleaning, probably mm -hmm. they, those studies don't get funded. So that's another Yeah, that could be something yeah, yeah, as okay. well. Yeah. So the gap then, you know, we we know that people do it occasionally, but actually we don't know how effective it is. And there's, there's as you said, there's just the one study. Mm -hmm. on the actual effectiveness of yes. whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. Could you tell me a little bit about that paper? Yeah, so that actually looked about, it's an observational study. It looked at like the terminal cleaning of 10 objects across 71 hours in six hospitals. Okay. So it happened, I think, I don't remember how long or how many years they conducted the study. I, yeah. I, I do not remember on top of my head. But uh, the most cleaned objects they found were that the main uh, over table lights, mm -hmm. main over doors and the telephones. Oh, really? Yes. And <laughs> the least cleaned objects were second over table lights, or light switches and storage cabinet handles. Okay. Yeah. Whose job is it to clean these? Because that's often a, whose job it is to clean a particular item. So. Mm -hmm. You know, between a case, for example, they're not going to clean thing, things mm -hmm. like light switches, presumably. Um, so that's going to happen at some part of the day. But uh, do, do you find any um, discrepancies between whose job it is to clean certain pieces of equipment? I think that depends on hospital. Mm. It, different hospitals has different systems. Some people have like designated OR people. Some people has a whole EVS team that works in the OR and other areas of the hospital. Okay. So that I think actually depends. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what what's the, the plan then to, you know, where are you going to go with this work? What recommendations do you think are important from it and where should we be looking next? Because there are certainly plenty of gaps, aren't there? Yes. So as I was saying at the beginning, we use the human factors approach to look at all those things. Yeah. So the future plan could be like looking at these work system elements, the people, the tools, mm. the interventions and how much they're effective. So how would we know that if we could discover the facilitators and the, I mean the enablers of the cleaning that improves the cleaning and the barriers to the cleaning. Mm. So what actually helps to make it uh, an effective cleaning mm. within this work system? Mm, okay. So if 
if someone was doing a research using these elements as a performance shaping factors and could look at those those areas, probably that would be a helpful thing to do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, is this piece of a, a part of a larger piece of work anyway? So you've done the literature research and mm -hmm. now you're moving towards designing an intervention? Uh, is that yes, that is the this? plan. Okay. So we are trying to understand what is the best practice and what is actually done in the OR. Yeah. So we could go into the field and see like how the EBS associates are doing their job and what is the challenges and yeah. what strategies they use. And then we could come up with a plan like what actually is happening out there, what is helping them and what is actually creating barriers in their ways. Yeah. I mean, because actually there's a lot of very expensive kit in mm -hmm. an operating room. Um, and I know, in, from my experience, the anaesthetic staff will be looking after their kit, and it won't—they won't be an environmental yes. service worker anywhere near that. Yes. And yet, do we know how much training that the people who work in anaesthetics have actually had in cleaning? <laughs> you know, they—they'll know how to intubate people, and they'll know how to, you know, titrate the gases, yes. etc. Do that aspect of their role. But the, the basic thing of actually cleaning the kit to make it safe for the you know, for the next case, do you think they're getting much training in that? Is that a, a potential barrier? Or do they even understand that's part of their role? Because if nobody's monitoring them uh, and giving them feedback as to actually this, uh, you're not cleaning very effectively, then they, they don't really have a problem. So what's going to motivate them to do it? Yes, that is actually, uh, if you're thinking from the anesthesia perspective, mm. so they have actually their own people in some hospitals. I don't know about every every hospital, but they, some hospitals, they have their designated people to clean only those stuff. Yeah. And they have supervisors to supervise and operate their functionality, their department. Mm. So if they have feedback from their supervisors, so that could be helpful. If yeah. the supervisor observes what is happening, he or she reports about it, so then I think it's fine. Mm. But if they do not have anyone watching over them, so that could be also a problem because, as, as we're saying, if there's no feedback, how do they know that yeah. if they're doing their job yeah. well or not? Yeah, well, yeah. you don't, certainly don't have a problem if yeah. you don't know you've got one. Yeah. I mean, and, and I find it fascinating that there's only the one study, which is, I, I think, if I'm right, it's a Phil Carling study, so it would have been using the UV markers. So you didn't find in, in the other papers that looked at the cleaning in the morning or the end of the shift, Nobody actually monitored whether it was really effective or not in the, in that particular in those studies. Or, yes. or and if they did, how did they measure that? Was it observational or uh, using some other system? Yes, they actually measured it like the bacteria in the area. Okay. So I I forgot the actual term for it. Okay, so it's so, sort of microbiological. Yes, monitoring. yes, yeah. microbiological stuff. Okay. So they uh, measured it. But there are like mixed fi findings. Some were actually very effective, some were not. Yeah. So, I mean, I cannot say that, yes, cleaning, those cleanings actually helped. No. Like five studies, this they found actually very good results. Yeah. But in some other ones, probably they did not. No, that's right. Yeah. I mean, and that's the sort of sampling you would do for a research study. Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't be your routine form of monitoring and feeding back to people. So mm -hmm. did you find any evidence of people routinely monitoring standards of cleanliness in the, th in the operating room? Or uh, was it just that one, the, the Carling study? But, you know, there was, it, I think, mixed. Mixed. Yes, okay. it was mixed. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, certainly one way of you know, not having a problem is not to yes, look, I think. Yes. Okay. Well, good luck with the piece of work, and I'd be fascinated to see what comes out of this because, you. you know, some of the other work that's come out of your group, especially with regard to the working patterns of environmental service workers yes. and looking at the barriers and facilitators for them, that was absolutely fascinating. And I'm just going to yes. use that as an excuse to put a link to that paper on the podcast <laughs> because I love that paper. I'm really yeah, good. I mean, that a systematic approach, if we could establish a systematic approach to look at these things, yeah. this performance shaping factors yeah then i think there will be some significant impact on the environmental claim yeah i mean it'd be interesting to look at things like how how long you've got to turn around the operating mm -hmm. room because if your operating list is running late and you're trying to get people through very yes, quickly yes. how much cleaning actually happens then you know if you know it takes you 20 minutes to yeah. safely clean the OR yeah, and it, you've got 10 minutes yes. what are you going to do <laughs> it's a very tight coordination yeah 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 okay well thanks very much for spending the thank time you, with me you, I really Martin. appreciate it thank, thank you. you thank you if you're enjoying our podcasts why not go on to our website infectioncontrolmatters.com where you'll be able to subscribe get information on every new podcast the moment it gets released but also be able to search our back catalogue by category so that if you're interested in a particular topic like healthcare-assessed pneumonia, you'll be able to find all of those podcasts in one place.